Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. Oh, I started following Holly Berry on Instagram. <laughs> like, just from the first post, I'm like, oh, you're trying to get into, like, the Gwyneth Paltrow goop So she's thing. gooping. She's yeah. lifestyle brand, Jessica Alba. Like, right. Ugh. So her page, it's just one picture. It's her uh, topless, and she's facing away from the camera, like, yeah. in a fucking forest. I'm like, that's not yeah, safe. Yeah, And the caption's like, it's like, ooh, I, uh, we're going to, like, I love nature, and I love, like, being. And I'm like... Shut the yeah, fuck up, dude. You, dude, fucking, you don't need to do this. You don't love nature. Stay you in your lane. It. Stay in your lane. You're hot. And that's not being in nature. Like, being in nature is like a Patagonia-ass dude who, yeah. like, likes to backpack across the Himalayas yeah. and go to Burning Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Bear Grylls. It's not you looking yeah. hot AF. Yeah, it is Bear Grylls. Yeah. Nobody loves nature more than Bear Grylls. Yeah. If you're not drinking your own piss, you don't love nature. It's so true. It's true. Hey dudes, you're listening to Two Dope Queens from WNYC Studios. It's me, Phoebe Robinson. And I'm Jessica Williams. And oh my gosh, we are so excited to bring you this brand spanking new episode. Because it was recorded live at SF Sketch Fest in San Francisco. Hello? I mean, this episode was fire. We got Julie McCullough. He's hilarious. Handsome. Adorable. Dilf.tumblr.com. Okay, take it easy. Take it mm, easy. Sorry, I'm putting my pants back on. Then we got Janine Garofalo, who's one of my all-time favorite stand-up comedians. And last but not least, we have Greg Barron, a damn delight, and a rockabilly-inspired dad. I mean, really rockabilly. I'm talking Doc Martin boots and a little baby scarf that he wears all the time. <laughs> no, really. He, he, Greg, you wear a lot of scarves. Plus, I talk about when I go eat watermelon in secret, which is sad, but also makes sense because I'm black. Yeah, like I totes get it. And there's no shame in your game, Phoebs. Thanks, Jess. Hope you're ready to laugh because it's about to go down, son. to uh, T-Dub Queens live at Sketchfest for WNYC Studios. Wow, you guys are a great crowd. Yeah, Thank this you. is going to be dope AF tonight. Oh my God, it's so diverse. It yeah, was just so many white colors. White people, there's Asians. Hair journeys, styles. Where are the black people? We missed that demo. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, oh my hi, God, they're hi, out. Hi, they're hi, out. Hi, hi. Okay, and it's see. not even that many. They're just really loud. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think some of the white people also said, yeah, yeah they chopped us. We are so happy. This is the first time we're doing the show here in San Francisco. Yeah. And we are really, we feel welcome here, which yeah, is tight. This is very nice. We're in our all black, like not, not planned. No. She's got her Buffy t-shirt on. I got my YouTube t-shirt on. Best show ever. Yeah, best and show. Worst I, band ever. No! You too is great. The edge winked at me. Um, I came a little bit. So Phoebe, 
Phoebe has cool. been going. She's the biggest YouTube fan ever. Oh my god! And so she has been going to YouTube concerts alone. Uh, oh, she's yes. been going with friends. Yes. What did you say the last time you played Spot the Black People? How many Spot the Black People like people did you get? Uh, so there were th- uh, three black people, and they all worked at Madison Square Garden. So doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. I was the only one actually there. It's like um, plus three, but minus three. You know right. I don't know. So how are you? How's the entertainment industry been treating you? Entertainment's been good. I, uh, I've been right. going on more auditions, which has been fun for more acting stuff because I just do like a lot of stand-up and write for TV. So it's been fun doing auditions, but it's also been kind of weird because I'm getting sent on a lot of like best black girlfriend parts. <laughs> just, what do you mean by best black girl? I was like, mm, girl, get it together. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It's like you're like Zoe De Chanel. Okay, okay, I'll be like beep beep. I'm Jess. Beep beep boop boop. Right. I have bangs and I wear matching pajamas to bed. Right. Beep, boop, boop, boop. And my, my. So what would you say if I was like beep beep boop boop? So my care my. Does she do anything else on the show? No, that's it. That's it. I can't. I I stop with that show after it was an it was an episode like season one when she was like I can't say the word penis and I was like die no. forever. I don't. I was done. I was done with die. like there was like this episode where she's like arguing with a lawyer like a girl yeah. who's actually like kind of badass and she's like so what just because you're like mean and masculine doesn't mean that I, I'm like. Man, shut the fuck up with your defined femininity. <laughs> so what are your so what are your parts like? So my character, I'm like the character who like just sits at home and waits for like my white best friend to come home and download about her life. Okay. And I'm just like watching like Moesha. Hold on, so like, let me. That's I'm gonna crazy. Wait, I want to do it. 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 So I'm gonna. You're you're home already, and I'm right. coming home because I had I had the craziest date with like Patrick Wilson or some bullshit right. like that. Right. Oh my God! Hey, girl. Hey, Shakoya. I have the craziest. Shakoya. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. I see. Yes. I have the craziest, like serendipitous moment at work. I was like clumsy, and then this guy named Patrick Wilson walked in, and he also likes the shins, and so I might date him. What, what did you do all day? I did nothing. Congratulations on all the white dick. <laughs> it's almost like your character doesn't exist without me. <laughs> we're not going to make it. It's terrible. <laughs> we're about to get kicked out of Hollywood with this I shit. I Because we are so lit and we are so mad. I know, but it sucks. We are like so salty all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Shit. Um, We're going to be old and haggard. Yeah. Um, So, but Mm. do you do a decent amount of auditions? Is it like better because you're like It never gets better. It never gets better. Because when you walk in, if you're a little bit... Like, if you are act, working on TV regularly, you walk in and it's just, like, you and then, like, four other amazing black actresses that you know. Like, one time I walked into an audition I was really excited about and then, like, Gabore Sidibe was the only other person in the room. Oh. And I was like, I have so many 
questions for you and you seem amazing and I just want to talk to you and I completely fucked up my audition. Oh, but no. I see her all the time. Really? So it's just like it never gets... Yeah. We're all competing for the one um, Shakoya part. God damn it. Even though we're all completely different people. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's not cool. We're going to be all right. Uh, Are you guys ready for more show? Our first comedian is very funny. Uh, He's been on Inside Amy Schumer, and he was on This American Life a couple of times. Please get up for Julian McCullough! Keep it going for Jessica and Phoebe, everybody. Come on. Oh, my God. Uh, This is great. San Francisco. I, I lived here from five years old to ten years old, so basically I get it. Um, I did. We were. That was like the longest I lived anywhere as a kid. We. I. I came from like a bohemian type family. We. I was born in Philadelphia. Fun fact about Philly: uh, that city peaked in 1776, and it's been downhill. We declared independence, and then everybody cool was like, New York bars are open until four, so. Ben Franklin is out. Um, But Philly's cool. It's a great city. It's a very sarcastic city. It's a good city to grow up in as long as you don't have, like, a dream that you want to share with your friends or family. (laughs) They are not supportive about leaving Philly because you're better. Um, If you're like, I think I want to be a writer when I grow up, they're like, oh, you should write a suicide note, you fucking loser. And you're like, maybe I will. Um, then we went to San Francisco and we lived there from when I was, like I said, five to ten. San Francisco in the late 80s was like peak San Francisco. I don't know. In my opinion, that was when it was the shit because if you don't remember, I'll remind you, um, Full House was set during that time. Uh, Bobby McFerrin. Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. You get it. So I was devastated when my parents came home from work one day again and they were like, we're moving again. And I was like, but all my friend are here. And uh, we went to, we got in a Jeep and just drove cross country with no plan. That was, that was the kind of childhood I had. I had an ulcer at 10. And um, we didn't even have like a Jeep that you're picturing. You're picturing like a Grand Cherokee or a Wrangler. We had a decommissioned U.S. Post Office mail Jeep with the logo still on the side. Which is fun to ride in as a kid because you're where the mail goes. Um, where there's no seats or windows, so you can't really anticipate turns. It's a lot of fun. So uh, we end up in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, which is a town that's famous for me mentioning it right now. This is the first time you've ever heard of it. They don't even... They didn't expect anyone. No one moves to Pittsfield, right? It's the kind of town where you're born there, you grow up, you go, oh, man, and then you die, and that's the entire population of Pittsfield. So I... uh, People always ask how you become a comedian. Um, it does help to have a uh, unstable childhood. It also helps to not have any other skills. I tried to do other things one time. Um, when I was 15, I got a job in construction for the summer. I was like, maybe I'm a man. And uh, the third day I got fired, and 
It was because the, my boss goes, uh, is, uh, worked for this construction company called uh, Mark. It was this dude, Mark. <laughs> and his buddy, Greg. That was the whole company, which was great, because if they both died, I was president. And uh, so day three, Mark gives me my first real task. He's like, all right, go to the top of this uh, house. It's the third floor of this house, and take all the storm windows off. And then he got in his, hardware, in his truck and went to the hardware store before I could say, uh, nope. So... <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'd never been on a ladder higher than this before in my entire life. And I'd never even been on the top step of that ladder because the sticker is like, this is not a step. And I was like, you got it, ladder. <laughs> now I'm three floors up on a ladder. I'm shaking. My, my legs are shaking. The ladder's shaking. I'm terrified. No idea how to take a storm window off. So I just rip at the frame, twist the glass. When you twist glass, it shatters immediately. So this enormous pane of glass shatters. The top piece is like a perfect guillotine blade that stays in the frame and slides down and misses my nose by like half an inch. So I reacted a really cool way, which is I panic laughed. That was all I had in me. I was like, ha, 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 ha. Woo! I looked down. Another piece of glass the size of a slice of pizza had gone in my arm here and come out the other side and was just sticking through my arm. Yeah. So I go, uh, ah, and I rip it out immediately, right? My arm was like, no, 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 no. Blood starts squirting all over my chest and neck. I'm freaking out. I go down the ladder as fast as I can. I get to the bottom. I, all I need is an ambulance. I don't knock on the front door of the house, because even though the family's home. Because when you're 15, you never want to talk to a man anyway. But then when you've just fucked up, like you definitely don't want to. Because I didn't want to knock on the door and be like, Hello, sir, I broke your window. I'm bleeding to death and I have a boner probably. It was windy up there. I was 15. So uh, I run around the back of the house. I find Greg. I look like a trailer from a horror movie. I'm a teenager covered in my own blood. And I'm just like, Greg? And uh, he's like, what the f... He calls an ambulance. They pick me up. I'm going to be okay, but I need stitches. So they call my dad at work. He meets me at the emergency room. So the doctor's right here. I'm right here. And my dad's right here. And uh, the doctor goes, what happened? And I go, well, a piece of glass went in my arm, and I pulled it out. And he goes, oh, if it was glass, we need to flush the entire wound out and make sure there's no bits of glass still stuck in your arm. So I go, uh, it was wood. <laughs> we don't need to do what you were talking about. So he goes, he takes a plunger full of iodine, and he puts it in the one hole, and he goes, like that. The iodine goes through my arm, comes out the other side, but what nobody had anticipated is that it would fly out so hard that it would go straight into my dad's open mouth. <laughs> True story. So my dad, who hitchhiked all over this country in the 60s, who knows what's been in that guy's mouth? This is the grossest thing that's ever been in his mouth. So he's dry heaving and trying not to throw up the doctor is freaking out. He's terrified because he doesn't know if he can be sued for just doing something super gross to somebody. <laughs> I notice the tension in the room, so I go, uh, hey, Dad, was there any glass in there? <laughs> the doctor cracks up. He's like, you should be a comedian. And I was like, that's what I'll do. <laughs> Construction is not working out. So now I have a doctor's note <laughs> that I need to do this. You guys were awesome. Thank you so much. You got a great show ahead of you. Have a great night. Good night.
Julie McCullough, everybody! Coming up, lady of my dreams, Janine Garofalo, on the bomb-ass perks of being a senior citizen. Don't go away! It's amazing. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. Everybody's got a story about a piece of music. I thought this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's about pure experience, pure connection, pure joy. This song allowed me to survive. I'm Terrence McKnight with a new season of The Open Ears Project. Every Monday in under 20 minutes, you'll hear a different guest share their story. So you can start your week on the right note. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Are you guys ready for more show? I don't eat chicken around white people. You can't. You can't. You don't. I don't. Like, I don't care if it's, like, skinless and grilled. I'm like, no. No, I'll get a salad. Apparently, water, apparently watermelon juice is a thing in Brooklyn at yes. brunch, and I go, hard pass, hard pass. Right. Uh, but I used to work in my old office job, and uh, everyone would always bring food in, and I was just, like, at my cubicle, and this white guy walks past me with a, a plate, and he goes, yellow watermelon, and just like lands it but it was for like the whole office so I was like kind of pissed I was like wow I'm black you can't say that to me but then I was like oh I didn't know yellow watermelon existed so I got really excited what is yeah I'll google that later it's just like it's just like regular watermelon but it's yellow I don't like that one bit keep going <laughs> you're a traditionalist you're yeah I would have threw that plate at him okay uh, but it was good. It was but good. I, I snuck it, ate it like in the copy room. Like I made sure, like no, <laughs> it was like not in public. Not I was like, I was like, oh okay, whatever. Yeah, no. And then he walked away, and I was like, yeah, yeah. you're mine. But yeah, he was like watching around the cubicle, like he caught you in a trap. Like I knew she'd get it. <laughs> but yeah, I had a I had a white boyfriend for four years. Never ate watermelon around him. No chicken. It was just... I feel like it's one of those things. It's like once he greases your scalp, then it's no hold. Like, you, like if I could be ashy in front of you, you're right. my soulmate. You know what I mean? Right. If they can, like, pick up the right kind of cocoa butter for you, you're like... You, you for me. Yeah. This, this might be marriage. Um, it was not. Uh, <laughs> for someone else, it will be. Um, are you guys doing good? Just want to... Are you guys ready to see our next comic? Yeah! Okay, so I, I love this next comic very she's dearly. Amazing. She's, she's one of my comedy heroes. I'm just going to say it. It's yeah. uh, sappy as hell, but I love her to pieces. Please give it up for Janine Garofalo! I was reticent to say, is this thing on? But I, I couldn't tell. It's difficult for me to get to a point succinctly and with clarity, so I'm sorry. 
I just need to jump right in. I, I mean, you know, I mean, you, I don't mean to be surly in any way, shape, or form. Being surly is a young man's game. I'm an AARP. And, uh, ARP! AARP, anybody? AARP? Good for you. A lot of people eschew their materials. They, uh, and I know it gets earlier and earlier every year. They send the AARP stuff. But uh, you can join now 50 and over. It used to be, you get a free backpack, you get a free backpack, you get a free backpack. I will tell anyone who will listen, you get a free backpack. It's a great backpack. It's rent- Inside the backpack is a pillbox that says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's free. That's yours. Put whatever you want in it. There's also a mesh pouch in front for your passport because we said we were going to travel. Did we not say that? Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Alien T-shirt. We said, actually, you're young, not you. You're not empty nesting. We said we're going to travel, sir. Silver Fox, right there, Silver Fox. Said we were going to travel. Now that we're empty nesting. But why can't we travel? Why can't we travel? Because we co-sign for student loans for our deadbeat children, which are not dischargeable in bankruptcy. How many times does Susie Orman have to tell you that? I've never had children, but I believe had I had them, that would have been an absolutely true narrative. The reason I don't travel more is because I don't say yes to life. We may not have time to get into that. I'm not proud of that, but there is issues. I have that. I don't say yes to life enough. But I didn't have children because I'm risk averse. It's that simple. It is that simple. Um, and I, I, there's too much, too many contingencies. Too, too much. It's too precious a commodity. And I also don't believe it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. It's best to just t- take her easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Live every day like it's your first. Just, uh, just, just uh, take it easy. And I'm risk averse, although, it's, I, I don't know. I, why am I talking about this? Get, let's get to, stop, stop, stick to a point. Citizenship, what does it mean? Citizenship, what does it mean? Feel the burn, Bernie Sanders, hyphen Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Warren, Eugene Debs, Margaret Sanger. Dr. Cornell West, citizenship. What does it mean? It means having your CVS extra care card ready. Have it ready. Just have it ready. I beg, have it ready. You know they're going to ask. Have it ready. Sometimes, and I live in New York, so some of the CVSs are like O'Hare Airport. It's a real hub, CVS. I don't know what the pace is like in some of your CVSs. I can only speak for what I, the New York tri-state area type CVS, where there can be, especially on a Friday or Saturday evening, a lot of foot traffic. Sometime you'll go in and there's just one, one poor soul, who, who, cashier, is that how the young people are saying it, cashier, cashier? One, one poor cashier has called for backup three times. No one's coming, no one's coming. So be a citizen. Have an I-thou relationship with this person. Have your CVS extra care card ready. Don't sign up now. Not now. Not now. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Also, there's going to be tabloid magazines on your way to the cashier. Don't comment on the Kardashians and blame them for it. It, it, That's you. They're just being themselves. They'd be like that with or without the cameras. Leave it. If you took an interest in the Kardashians... They're so mean to rob. That's your fault. Don't comment... On the Kardashians, and then pick on them because you just took a position on whatever is or isn't happening according to this tabloid magazine. And I'm not mad at anyone. 
I really am not. I really am not. And I, I don't like bully. I don't like bullies. I'm not bullying. Is Chris Christie here? He's, he's a bully. Loves comedy, but he's a bully. He's a bully. Chris Christie. Also, pants here, belted. It's an unusual choice. It's an unusual choice. He, he's, uh, if you don't, Chris Christie's the big, beautiful, plus-size governor of my home state of New Jersey. He's zafty, he's voluptuous. If he was on Say Yes to the Dress, they'd say, embrace your curve, Chris. And, and he does. He does. He do- All the way up, baby. All the way up. Pleated. Pleated. Flat front are so much more forgiving, but he, he wears ple- with suits, and even when he's looking at damage. As you know, politicians are not allowed to wear suits when they look at damage, natural disasters. They have to wear khakis and a blue fleece because it says empathy. Whenever there's a disaster, somebody from Orvis shows up at their office and says, here is your khakis and your blue fleece, madame et monsieur. No gender binaries here, San Francisco, goddammit. Um, but even his khakis are pleated, and everybody else goes for flat front. In summation, I'll leave you with a, a quote from Bobby Flay. Who's, or maybe it was Joseph Stalin. Shit. Um, hang on. Stalin, man of steel, iron... It's Iron Chef. Joseph Stalin, right? And Bobby Flay, Soviet dictator. Had a difficult relationship with Winston Churchill, Bobby Flay. Joseph Stalin, Mesa Grill. Have I got that right? And there's a show on Food Network called Beat Joe Stalin. Have I got that? I get confused. Is that correct? Well, I'll give you the quote and then... But I think it was Joseph Stalin who said, don't be a hero. Use a non-stick pan. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Hey, booze. Give it up for Janine Garofalo. Hey, you guys. We got to stop for a minute, but we'll be back with Greg Barrett. And his next scarf. Ooh, I gotta fan my vagine after that one. I'm Terrence McKnight. Join me for a new season of the podcast where people tell stories about the classical music that shaped their lives. I'm Tom Hiddleston. My name is Natalie Joachim. I'm Marin Alsop, and you're listening to the Open Ears Project. You're gonna meet some incredible people. And maybe, like them, fall in love with a piece of music. The Open Ears Project. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Are you guys ready for more show? Yeah, so I live farther down Brooklyn. I live in a very crowded neighborhood. Uh, And so I live like four blocks away from the train. And this little kid, I guess he like, re- so I was like, I was late to appointment as always. And um, this kid was like, oh, I have to like go to the bathroom, I have to pee or whatever. And so his mom just like picked him up and just like stood him to a corner, ripped down his pants and like helped him pee. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, okay, well, okay, well, that's fucked up. But it's also kind of like, I feel like kids have to pee like all the time. My parents never, they were like, you better hold it. Your parents didn't do that? Fuck. No. Oh, mine did it all the time. No, you, 
as a black person. She would never have me out there like that. Yes, you know this. Okay. But I imagine they're not black. No, they were not black. So you get away with that. Because my mom's big thing was like, she would always be like, you're really going to leave the house without earrings? And I was like, 10. And I'd be like, yeah, because this doesn't fucking matter to me. And she's like, listen to me. You always leave the house like you're about to meet Bill Clinton. Don't ever think. (laughs) Every time you walk out of this house, you might meet Bill Clinton. That's Therefore, wear earrings. Hilarious. That is so funny. I don't know why that was the person's, like, person's, well, I do, actually. Yeah. That's a great person to pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm going to change my whole life because of that. Yeah. She was like, "Mm mm-mm. You put lotion on because when you walk out of this house, Bill Clinton might be (laughs) there. (laughs) Weird. That's so so weird. I didn't think about that that. until just now. Yeah, your mom's awesome, dude. She's dope. I love her. She's dope. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was a non, oh, yeah. non-black family who did the pee in the street thing. Yeah, there's just no way. Not cool, dude. <laughs> I'm just always trying to... I'm always trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right. You know what I mean? I don't anymore. I'm just like, you're a piece of shit. Is that something that happens like as soon as you get to 30? Then yeah, when you like, turn... Die? You wake up, you're 30, you're like, fuck all of you. I care about none of... I can't wait. I just care about my family and my friends. The re- you could die. I great. More space for me. Like Every that's day, it. It's great. I'm 26. Every day that I wake up, I am so worried about every single person that I. I'm like, oh no, I hope I did the thing right. Beep boop, beep boop. No. <laughs> It is so fucking whack and exhausting. No, it's great. But it's funny because every time I talk to Phoebe, she's only like five years older than me, but she's like, talks to me like, she's like a weathered woman, like in a rocker, (laughs) like on a porch. She's like, I've seen some things. (laughs) The next time a man asks you if you can touch your hair, you kick him in his dick. (laughs) So I just can't wait. Yeah. your strength. Yeah, it's gonna, 30 is gonna be so much fun. Like, sex is gonna be better than ever. Like... So I'll be able to stand up for four minutes instead of no, two? No, I lie down all the... I'm like lumbar support all the way, dude. I'm like... I have my memory phone. Yeah, it's take a load off. That is literally That's just... That's cool. Learn. Well, you um, know, I'm, I'm new to the sex game. So I'm only one year in. Right. So I'm learning. She lost I recently her virginity, lost my virginity recently. Uh, I grew up in a very Christian household. And my parents are both ministers, even though my mom's like obsessed with Bill Clinton. Um, but they're both ministers and they taught me that like penises are bad and they're the devil and everything right so recently i lost my verge yeah and when it happened i was like oh (laughs) yeah this should have happened when i was like 17 yeah that's how it felt too that's how it felt too because i lost mine at 24 uh, and it was just like, don't clap. It was, I was like, so dumb. She's like, Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, then sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to like, sh- I don't want to shit on your life, but. Uh, <laughs> really? You waited till 24? <laughs> you loser. Um, I had my excuse. Uh, yeah, I just, I just like had no game. And I went to like a predominantly white high school. So like I never got asked out by anybody. Right. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. I, I watched the TV show Felicity. So I'm going to move to New York. And then I'm going to have my college RA and a freshman fight over me like Felicity. 
And then that didn't happen. So <laughs> Yours seems a little bit more realistic because for me, I was like, I am the next slayer. I will find my angel. Oh, no. But, but, then, but then he has sex with her and turns I evil. Know. That's not a fantasy but you want But that's wanna... why I got stuck in that. That's why I got right. stuck in that zone. Yeah. But even after he turned evil, you're still rooting for them. You yeah. Know what I mean? He's great. Ugh. Yeah. David Boreanaz. Ugh. So many episodes of TV in so many different yeah, places. Yeah, like I go to Bones the, is still on, yes, right? I go. I've been going to. I go to Twenty Four Hour Fitness out here. Crazy. And no matter what time of day, I go to the gym. Bone Fucking City. Bones. Bone City, dude. It's on TV. I don't understand. It's like him and like Allison Hannigan have done like every episode of television ever. I know, right? Yeah, I don't. Un- I don't understand. And I'm like, but they're like. I don't know, not to be like racial about it, but I'm like, no, we all we are, we it's, are. It is what it right. is. It's, there's nothing. I'm like, why do they get literally every single TV show? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know they're delightful. Right. They're great people. However, yeah. it's like they give the same people the same. Like movies now are the same ten people you know, but remixed. Yeah. Like, guess what? Here's Jessica Chastain in a space movie again. <laughs> Like, I, how many fucking space dude, movies is she going to, like, oh, no, I, she wasn't in space enough. Let's get her ass back up there. Right. I do. Like, put, like, Angela Bassett in space and fucking switch it up. But she was in space. She had that shitty, uh, sh- it was that, what was it? Yes, it See? was with, uh, who was in it? Who else was in it? Yes, yes. Here's my problem. Yes, 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 It was just one. Two and then three. Yeah, That's it was my just, problem. It was just the black people. Like all white people, like what was that? For yeah. a while, they were like, "Oh, is Angela Bassett interested? Throw Lawrence Fishburne in it. Throw it in yeah. there." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we have reached our final comic of the evening. How does that sound, everybody? Okay, I am very excited to have him on the show. He's yeah, very I, funny. I saw him at uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival three years ago. He just fucking blew my mind. Uh, please get up for Greg, Greg Barrett! Good Lord, have you ever seen two prettier women in all your lives, right? Holy fuck. And they could have done... There was no need for other comedians on this show. They could have easily done this fucking thing. It feels like a charity, almost. (laughs) Definitely in my case. Let's address a scarf. I am not wearing a scarf because it is cold in here because it's fucking not cold. And I am not wearing a scarf because I think it's 2007 and I've joined the band Train. (laughs) I am wearing a scarf because I am 52 years old and I didn't feel like fucking ironing my neck tonight. So, (laughs) let's tie it up. I live in Los Angeles. I enjoy this job. I love it. I love doing this. The only thing I don't like about my job is that I have a a family and I have two little um, uh, daughters that word shouldn't have been hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't have struggled for daughters. They're 10 and 13 are their names. And um, one of them's nice. And uh, they're both nice. That's what I'm, I'm saying. They're both nice. One, one of them likes me. That's the point I'm trying to make. The bigger one likes me. The smaller one. She doesn't dislike me, just hasn't made a decision, which I think is smart. 
smart. You don't sign off on this right away. Not at all. Yeah, you question the scarf and all the rest of it. Uh, you can't see the tattoos, but a lot of mistakes. I thought Bon Jovi's When Slippery When Wet was going to be bigger than it turned out to be. No, but the older one li- likes me. She, she loves me. She thinks I fucking hung the moon. Uh, but unfortunately, she genuinely thinks I hung the moon. She's not a bright... Uh, not a th- good person. Un- wonderful. Da- my daughter's beautiful. She's absolutely stunning and beautiful and, and a- a good at cartwheels. Um, even at 13, usually they give it up by 11. Yeah, just that thinking's not at the top of the list of shit she does. Awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like not, you know what I mean? She's not someone you go to for a decision or a word or door openings. She's very, very, again, good at going this way and in circles. Anything circular she could do. If you could get a job as a globe... She, and I can explain globes to people later on, maybe never seen one, but they, that's how we used to look at the earth. We had to look at it circularly, and then with only just a few names, just the continents. They're good, Africa. Um, that's one of the ones I remember. I've been there, baboons. Um, she's just not a genius, that's all I'm saying. And it would be insincere for me to pretend she's going to be the president of nothing. You know what I mean? She's just... That doesn't mean she's not a good person. Let me give you an example. Let me just give you, let you just, here's a perfect example. We're on an airplane. She has a can of 7-Up. Flight attendant says, would you like to have a cup of ice with that? She'd just like to have a cup of ice. Flight attendant puts down a cup of ice, and then my daughter just stares at the combination. Not making a new move. Like panicked, like not doing anything. And then I'm panicked. Because fuck, she's never moving out. She's just staring at the cup in the can, just staring at the cup in the can, just staring at the cup in the can. I'm like, fuck, make a move, please. It's not like she's never seen drinks before. She's fucking 13! It's not like we hid beverages from her. It's not like we said, let's fucking hide beverages from her, and then someday on an airplane, boom, there you go. How about that? A canister and a fucking cup with ice in it. What do you do? What do you do? It's exactly like the movie Speed. You get it. And that was just for you. So she's looking at the combination, and I'm worried because I, I know what's going to happen. I feel like I can feel what's going on, and I see her hand. It starts heading for the cup, and I'm nervous, and I'm trying to think of things that might happen so that I don't have to feel as bad as I'm already feeling because I'm really feeling sad. She starts to stick her hand in the cup as though she's going for a cube of ice, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's what you think. What you think is going to happen. And all I'm thinking is, please let it be something different. Like, maybe she grabs the ice cube and then she rubs it along the side of the can. Like, just a new way of getting things cold. Just a new idea. Just maybe this will work. Like, just maybe the conduit of the metal and the thing. Or maybe she'll fucking take the cube and put it in her mouth and then pour the drink over the fucking cube. Like, she's the fucking container. Or like a tankless water heater. Just glug, 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 glug. But that's not what happens. She takes the ice cube and she tries to put it in. She's so pretty, you guys. She's so... I have one more quick beverage story. I took a millennial to a Starbucks. It was an accident. It's a friend of mine. He's 30. I fucking hate him. Just because he's young and his life's better than mine. 
the 30 year olds they love their fucking coffee and they have to stop for it all the time so I take him to one we're on a road trip but he's gone in there to go to the bathroom I don't expect him to get another coffee because he's just finished one but he's going to get another coffee and he starts ordering loud from the door like he's coming out of the bathroom door it's just me the barista and him it's just the three of us roadside Starbucks they're everywhere in LA you can think yourself into a fucking Starbucks he starts ordering his drink from across the room. This is what he says. I would like to have a quad shot vente peppermint mocha soy latte. Now, I don't care if you're a man and you want to order a drink that's the size of a baby and it tastes like a season. If that's your thing, bro, rock the fuck out of it. It's not a coffee. Don't kid yourself. But if that's what you want to have, if you need something with sparklers on the top, if you need a creme brulee or something with crunchies or a fucking whipped cream and a cherry, if that's the way you roll, bro, fine. Just don't know the name so fucking well. How about that? How about that? How about that? What if we just did it that way? Could you just do it that way? Could you just say it? Like, maybe just say it with a swear word in it. Just could I get that fucking, that fucking peppermint thing with the shit on it? Could you act for a second like you have one ball? One ball! One fucking ball! But that's not the part that bothered me. Here's the part that bothered me. At the end of his order, he ordered it kids temp. What? Kids temp. I don't know what you said. Kids temp. I didn't know that was a thing. Kids temp. Kids temp. That's what he said. The temperature that one would order a drink for a child! He's 30! <laughs> but because his generation just fucking gets whatever it wants, what it wants it, he wants it, he wants a fucking hot beverage, but he doesn't, but he wants it the way that it'll be. <laughs> fucking 15 minutes from now! How the fuck do they make it, kids temp anyway? Do they rub an ice cube along the side? Thank you guys very much. Good night. Keep it going for Greg Barrett. Love it. You just heard Greg Barrett, Janine Garofalo, and Julian McCullough. Hey, hey you, did you know that Two Dope Queens is on Twitter? Did you even know what Twitter is? It's just like Twitter, but that was my British accent. Hey! Anyway, follow us at 2 Dope Queens for ticket giveaways to our live show and pictures of us because we cute and stuff. Have you subscribed to our show yet? You haven't? Psh, you got to get on that. Subscribing means that you never miss an episode. Plus, it makes us look really, really good. Wait, we already look good. Whatever, just do it. Hit subscribe. Hey, 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 Two Dope Queens is coming to the Windy City. That's right, we're going to be in Chicago doing not one, but two live shows on Friday, June 3rd for the third annual 26th Annual Comedy Festival presented by True TV, The Onion, and AV Club. Go to 26comedy.com and get your tickets today. That's 26comedy.com and get your tickets today. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff. Our team includes Rachel Neal, Jim Poyant, Paul Schumann, Casey Means, Alex Overington, Joe Plord, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. What if we if we started a lifestyle brand like but goopy like goopy? What I would, would it love be? that. Okay, so when I would do okay, I ask you the question, but I want to answer it. Yeah, you excited. answer it because I need to think we about would, it. We should do like really cool hip 
black lady stuff. I think that would be so great. So what would our name be? Because we need to have something kind of as ridiculous as Goop. Maybe like Schloop or like yeah. Shoop. Shoop, Shoop. Shoop, like Whitney Houston. Oh like, my shoop. God. Shoop. Do you remember that video where it of was course. just like her standing in front of like of a flowing fra- a fabric of like silk and she's just like, Shoop. They loved wind on silk. I yes. feel like at that time. Shoop. Shoop. 